Welcome to Laws of Legacy. I'm your host, Delana Barbie, the Around the Way Lawyer. I help everyday entrepreneurs like you protect, build, and secure their assets and leave a lasting legacy. Each week, I'll bring you information on the legal, financial, business, and other topics to take you from hustler to boss. If you're down for the ride, buckle up and listen in. Before we jump into this episode, remember, even though I'm a lawyer and legal topics may be discussed, this is not legal advice and I'm not your lawyer. This is general educational information to get you thinking. Speak to a lawyer if you have any questions about your specific situation. And with that, let's get going. I'm super excited about this week's episode and this week's guest. This week, we're talking about life insurance. But before you say, well, this episode is not for me, hang on a minute. We're talking about life insurance from a perspective that may be different than what you've heard before. We're talking about life insurance as an investment tool. As we think about your life and your legacy, we want to discuss the resources that may be available to you that can help contribute to the legacy that you leave. And that's exactly what we do in this episode. So without further delay, I'm going to get into who our special guest is this week. Our guest is Regina Hudson, CEO of Hudson Financial Strategies. Regina is dedicated to helping as many families as possible. As a licensed life insurance specialist, her mission is to educate families on the importance of life insurance and financial freedom. Regina Hudson has been in the financial industry for over eight years and has a Bachelor's of Science in Accounting. First starting her career in higher education, she helped college students understand and apply for financial aid as a financial aid advisor for Western New England University. Noticing a severe need for financial literacy education, Regina gained her insurance licenses and began helping families understand and obtain life insurance. Regina is a licensed life insurance specialist in the states of Massachusetts, Connecticut, Virginia, and North Carolina. She has contracted with 12 different life insurance agencies across the country. She also gained her certification in credit counseling and property and casualty insurance. With a mission to help as many families as possible build generational wealth and understand financial literacy, Regina enjoys her position as CEO of Hudson Financial Strategies. And now you'll be placed into the conversation between me and Regina Hudson. Regina, thanks so much for joining us this week. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. So thank you again. And I'm excited to get into the conversation. I'm excited to have you as well. And so I've given your bio, so everyone knows a little bit about you. But I wanted to ask you, what's one thing that most people don't know about you? I guess I would say a lot of people probably don't know specifically, but I did obtain my Bachelor's of Science in Accounting actually back in 2014. I've always loved the vaccine somewhat of a business. I've always loved the financial field as well. but I think accounting plays a big role in the success of businesses. But then I started learning that I love communicating with people. I love helping people. And I felt like accounting wasn't personable maybe enough. 
So that's kind of why I got into the insurance industry. And I know I'll be able to probably explain a little bit more, but I have a bachelor's degree in accounting. I ended up pivoting more into the insurance field to help people directly. That's interesting. So you learned about all the numbers and things like that. So you know about that part of the business and you said, hey, I kind of want to pivot and I want to be able to work with people more one-on-one and closer and help advise them. Yeah, I want to advise them, but even educate. I really like that piece of my business because a lot of families, individuals don't understand life insurance, but most importantly, don't understand why it's important. So I love being able to kind of teach them why it's important and kind of be that person maybe in the community or within a lot of people that I know and be that one like, yes, you need life insurance. You need it. You need it. You need it. So I want to ask you, why did you get drawn into the financial space and insurance space specifically? So again, for some reason, I've always been a numbers girl, like even back in high school and middle school. So it really just evolved. And then, you know, getting the bachelor's in accounting. But I actually, and this is maybe another thing people don't know about me. I worked in higher ed for about probably five to six years, approximately. I worked in higher ed as a financial aid advisor. And that's really when I started noticing just the lack of knowledge with financial literacy overall. So as a financial aid advisor for Western New England University, as well as de Grigley School of Cosmetology. So, you know, meeting with the younger generation, but as well as their parents and people not understanding loans and credit and things like that. So then I obtained my credit certification for credit counseling. So that's really when it all began. But then I also noticed within our community, and I guess I'll be specific, but within really the Black and Latino community, the education on credit as well as life insurance is very limited. So I also decided to go for my insurance licenses. So I got my license in life insurance. That was back in 2017. And I also got my insurance licenses in property and casualty, which is home and auto insurance. But I really found that I have really, I guess, a passion for the life insurance side because life insurance is one of the keys to building generational wealth. And many people do not know that. We've seen it probably many times before, you know, with GoFundMe's. And families struggling to raise funds for funerals and things of that nature. So I really just wanted to, after I obtained my insurance licenses, just help, help the community and help families understand there's a way where you won't have to struggle in the future when it comes to someone passing away unexpectedly, but also leaving behind possibly either a legacy or leaving behind funds where families won't have to struggle. So I feel like I rambled maybe a little bit, but basically I found a real passion for helping and educating families about life insurance. It's really interesting that you said your first kind of experience in this field was being a financial aid advisor because it's similar to my story. I actually started off helping people with financial aid in the community as a community engagement coordinator for a local nonprofit. And so I worked with people, primarily people outside of the traditional high schools to help them because they also needed the resources to get to and through college. So helping them with the actual 
FAFSA form, helping them with just figuring out scholarships that are available to them, negotiating for them when they uh, needed money for college and the college gave them some, but not enough. So definitely saw that too. And even though it was like a little view, you can kind of get people's entire financial situations and you hear their life story and you're really there like, oh my goodness, I want to help you to get there. And so seeing that financial barrier that some people were facing really also catapulted me into, you know, wanting to help people with planning for their life and legacy and securing their financial futures for themselves and for their children. So we do have a similar story in that respect. Yeah, that's interesting. I never knew that about you. I love what I do. I love what you do with the estate planning and things of that nature. And I mean, really, like they need us. They need us to help and educate because many people aren't aware of what they can do to prepare better, basically. Speaking of people not being aware of different things, I know that we've talked about the term life insurance, but some people don't even know what life insurance really is. So can you tell the audience who's listening, what is life insurance? So life insurance, and I mean, you know, you can think of, okay, well, you have car insurance, right? So it's a form of insurance that is on your life. I mean, that's a very general um, definition, but Life insurance is an investment. That's really what I like to think of it as. So it's one of my key things is to find something that fits your needs, but also find something affordable. So just like many other insurances, you will have a small monthly premium. So a small monthly payment that will fund your life insurance. So the life insurance, which could be anywhere from really, you know, maybe $10,000 all the way up to millions. I have worked with clients who have $1 million, $2 million of life insurance. So what it is, is it is an amount that from the day that your policy activates, if anything happens to you, as in passing away or getting critically ill, that your beneficiary So someone you have deemed to receive the funds will receive that amount of 10,000 all the way up to one, two million. So whatever you choose, whatever we choose is a good fit for you and is affordable for you, your family will receive to take care of, whether it be the funeral, other expenses, paying off a mortgage, you can do so much with life insurance. And that's why it's important as well. But basically, life insurance is an investment for your family. That's one of the quotes that I love is that life insurance isn't for you. It's for your family because your family is going to be the ones to receive the funds and pay off whatever is needed. I hope I explained that good. (laughs) You did. And you actually mentioned the critically ill piece. And so I don't think that that comes up enough. So can you elaborate on what that part means and when that comes up? Because I just don't think that that's spoken about enough. Yep. So life insurance has many benefits to it that people aren't aware of. So that is one of the benefits. So it's called the accelerated death benefit. So basically meaning whatever amount that you have for your life insurance. So let's just give a number of $250,000. So someone has $250,000 of life insurance, but they are age 65 and they are diagnosed with cancer. So you're diagnosed with cancer at age 65. You submit to your insurance company the doctor's record 
saying that you have been diagnosed with cancer and you have less than 24 months to live projected. You are able to access up to 80% of that $250,000 to help pay for medical bills. So that's why, again, we say it's an investment because there are living benefits with life insurance. So the accelerated death benefit is a living benefit. And that living benefit is being able to access the funds while living to help pay for medical bills if you're diagnosed with a critical, chronic, or terminal illness, which is basically 24 months or less that you've been given to live. And you can access the funds. I love that because I, another thing that I always mention with estate planning is that a lot of people focus on when they pass away, what's going to happen. But a part of estate planning and what we're trying to do is also address, like you mentioned, illness and what happens if you're ill and who's going to take care of your financial affairs, who's going to help make healthcare decisions. So always remembering when you're planning for your life and legacy, it truly is your life and legacy. You're planning for that end of life or chronic illness period of time to make sure things are as less stress for you and for your family during Mm -hmm. that period of time. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, another thing that I always try to bring up to people is a lot of us work very hard. You know, we work very hard to provide for our families, but we have to, as you said somewhat, we have to think about the future. So don't just provide for today, but plan for the future and plan for what is possible. So that's really what life insurance is as well. I know there are different types of life insurance that someone can get when they're going out there on the market and trying to figure out what they want. So can you speak to some of the types that are available to them? Yeah. So there's basically, there's two different kinds of life insurance. There's term life insurance, and then there's whole life insurance. So term life insurance, somewhat as it sounds, it only lasts for a specific time period. It only lasts for a term. So that's 10 years, 20 years or 30 years. That's the typical timeframes. So term life insurance is a great option for someone who is on an extreme budget because term life insurance can be seen as very, very affordable, but you just have to keep in mind that it only lasts for a certain amount of time. But the great thing as well is that term life insurance can be converted into a whole life. So there's term that lasts for a specific period of time, and then there's whole life, which lasts for your whole life. Actually, a lot of the whole life policies go up to or can go up to age 120 to make sure that if you live past age 100 or whatever the case, you are covered. So there's term and there's whole life. The only other thing I want to say, I guess, in regards to term is that term is very useful as well for mortgage protection. If you just purchased the home, your mortgage is most likely 15 or 30 years. So when you acquire another asset, it's very wise to acquire more life insurance. Because if something happens to you and you still have that mortgage, you want your family to be able to pay off the mortgage and be able to stay in that home. Because sometimes if someone passes away, the family can't afford the mortgage. Now the home is going to be foreclosed upon. 
So term life insurance, one is great for someone on a very strict budget and just wants coverage ASAP and they will convert it in the future. Or it's a great option for mortgage protection. A lot of the time, if I do help someone get term insurance, I make sure they still have a small whole life, at least something, because you want to lock in your rate when you're the age that you are, instead of trying to get life insurance in 10 more years or something like that. So that's term. What I really want to mention with whole life also, though, which is a big difference is that whole life, so obviously it lasts the whole life, but also it acquires cash value. Cash value is basically interest or savings. So not only with whole life insurance, do you have the life insurance piece? So again, just throwing out a number. So you have $100,000 of whole life insurance that your family will receive when you pass away or you can access if you are critically ill. So $100,000 of life insurance, but a piece of your monthly payment is also going to be invested in the S&P 500, and that small amount will grow over time. And you can actually access your cash value while living tax-deferred. So basically your cash value, which is another living benefit, your cash value is almost like a savings or emergency account. So it's a nice benefit that comes with whole life insurance because you know that you will always have the life insurance piece, but you also have the great benefit of a savings account attached to it. The only other thing I want to say is whole life insurance is also great for people who want to save for retirement or possibly want to save long term. Because since it's invested into the stock market, it gives a great opportunity to accumulate a large amount of cash value. Great. I love that you're getting into this and really how you can use your policy. I think that's a point that's missed a lot of times too. It's like, oh, I'm going to get this policy, but I'm not going to touch it. But you can really think about it as a tool. And I get excited talking about this because we're thinking about how you can be proactive and talk to your financial professional about the ways that you can make things better for yourself and for your family in the future through this life insurance policy. Another thing that you mentioned is that you don't only need to have one life insurance policy. You can have multiple life insurance policies depending on what your strategy is, depending on your budget, and sometimes also maybe your workplace having a different policy that you've gotten just through there. So there's so many things that, you know, as listeners are tuning in, that they can really start to think about before they go and speak with their financial professionals. You've done a great job of really illustrating how life insurance is an investment. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I love what I do. And I love, like you said, kind of explaining to individuals and families that there is so much to life insurance that you can benefit from. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to tell your audience and tell your listeners. Were there other questions that you had for me? Yeah, I wanted to ask, If I'm someone who's just getting started, how do I get started with even getting life insurance? Now that I've heard you speak and I'm like, okay, I want to do this, whether I'm close to you or maybe I'm someone who lives on the other side of the country, how do Mm -hmm. I get started with getting life insurance? So basically my website is www.hudsonfinancialstrategies.com. 
So booking a consultation, a free one hour consultation, and that can be done, you know, I mean, it's COVID right now. So a lot of my work, I'm doing virtual meetings, times we'll do in person, but that's limited. But booking that free consultation and we kind of just going over what's your financial situation, what's your family situation, and what's your goal. But also, and as you kind of mentioned, things can always be reevaluated. Maybe you got a house five years later. So now we need to sit down again and talk about getting more life insurance. So things can always be reevaluated. But really, the first step is booking that consultation. Let's start off with just a general conversation. Let's see what your needs are. And also let's see, you know, where your finances are. But we have anything ranging from very small policies and all the way up. So we're definitely able to help a variety of people. I have children policies and then I have clients all the way up to age 85. The only other thing I want to mention as well, though, is as a broker, I have access to about 12 different life insurance companies. So it's great to have that because I can see which companies are best for who. Some life insurance companies may have these standards. Other life insurance companies may have these underwriting requirements. So having access to multiple companies is very helpful compared to some other agencies, which are, this is the only company that they work with. These are the only kind of policies they sell. Being a broker, having access to multiple companies is very helpful. The only other thing I want to say too is that, you know, life insurance is also based on health. But again, having access to so many companies, I have clients who are HIV positive. I have clients who have had cancer in the past, you know, and just specific illnesses that you wouldn't think someone could get life insurance. So that's why, as you said, it's always important at least have the conversation and see what can be done for you and your family. That's great that you mentioned that because I think also you'll find that some people close themselves off because they're like, oh, I'll never qualify for life insurance because this thing happened. So it's good to hear from you that you have helped a variety of different backgrounds still procure life insurance. It's just a matter of sitting down with you, letting you kind of know what their circumstances are and having you there as their advocate and helping them to fit into the policy that's best for them in their situation. Yeah, you know, and that's why, again, the first step is just having the conversation. A conversation doesn't hurt. So we've talked about insurance, but I always want to talk about legacy during our conversations as well. So I want to ask you, what does legacy mean to you? So sometimes I'll think of like the general term, so leaving something behind. But in my mind, legacy is leaving like something of substance. So leaving behind a business, you know, you've built a business, so you're leaving behind to your family a successful business. But then obviously with my role as a life insurance specialist, life insurance is a piece of that legacy. Again, you know, it's interesting. I actually had a consultation with a 22-year-old male who's actually out in California at the moment, but 22-year-old male who was interested in getting $2 million of life insurance. But even just to hear that, And, you know, him, when we have the conversation, him saying things and that basically, and he's very knowledgeable of what life insurance can do. So life insurance is a key to the legacy. 
because you can leave your family a substantial amount of funds where they can build and grow and really build generational wealth. I think generational wealth is a part of the legacy because we, we want to start putting our families in better financial position. That's really what a legacy is about. It's leaving behind something of substance and leaving behind something that your family can profit from and use to put each other in better positions. I think that's what a legacy is. Great. And you said that life insurance can be part of that legacy that mm-hmm. you need. So yes. if someone's listening to this and they, for whatever reason, didn't listen to anything else we said, what's one takeaway that you want them to have from this conversation? So the one takeaway that I would say is that life insurance is extremely important to the financial health of your family. You do not want to leave your family in a position to struggle because obviously there's going to be grieving involved. You don't want to leave your family in a position to struggle. So life insurance is the key to make sure that your family will not struggle. I love it. And you know, that's one thing that I always bring up too, the grieving part. So we talk about all these technical things, estate plans, life insurance, and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, what people need to realize is that your family is going through a tough time, whether that's because you're ill in such a serious situation or you've passed away. And so they're grieving over what's happening. You know, they may be trying to heal from what's happening. The greatest thing that we can do is try to make things as streamlined as possible for them during that time so that this is something they don't have to think about. They don't have to think about where the money is going to come from for the funeral. They don't have to think about who gets what. You've done all this planning and helped and put this stuff in place. And so you're making it so easy so that they can just focus on themselves and getting better. You're ill, helping you during this difficult time. And so that's extremely valuable. And I love that as a takeaway from this conversation. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You know, you have a lot of knowledge in regards to families also setting themselves up into a position that their family will succeed and are able to build. So I appreciate you for having me on this podcast. I can't wait for it to be released and then I can, you know, listen in as well. But I appreciate you and having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And where can people go to learn more about you or connect with you if they're interested after this episode? So I would just say, check out my website, www.hudsonfinancialstrategies.com. There you can kind of read a little bit more and you can also book a free consultation. Also, if you just want to give me a call or send me a message, 413-636-7338 as well as HudsonFinancialStrategies at gmail.com. But I'm always here to answer any questions. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you for having me. And I'm sure that we will connect again soon. Yes, absolutely. Okay, take care. Thanks for listening in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a thing. And I'd love it if you take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to podcasts because that'll help others to find the podcast. Lastly, if you missed anything at all, if you're looking for a link to something or someone I've mentioned, or just for more, visit our show notes page. The link is in the podcast episode description. Talk to you next time.